So next up in the poditorium here is Bonita Joy Yoder. I'm very excited to have her on here. She goes by the moniker of the court jester because, um, well, actually, I'll let I'll let you explain. So where's that that uh, court jester moniker come from? Well, I'll tell you all about it. Wait, Sammy. <laughs> this is Sammy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, she used to be a liar. No, no, I, I wasn't a liar. I was a lawyer. I still am. I'm still a licensed <laughs> lawyer. Liar, lawyer, liar. Sammy, lawyer. What's the difference? <laughs> so for those of you who are listening on audio, she has a puppet, which is why you're hearing two voices or possibly one voice pitched differently. But so you are the first person I've ever had in the podcast with puppets, which is awesome. And you definitely shouldn't be the last. And you'll find more guests with puppets. Um, so talk a little yeah, bit about. Yeah, I'll come back and I'll bring her with me. I'll bring <laughs> my puppet. So talk a little bit more about how, how ventriloquism and being a liar, a lawyer, uh, and, and all that goes together. Well, how does it go together? Because because you put words in the witness's mouth. Put words in the witness's mouth? Yeah. It comes in handy. <laughs> now, I never did that. So, so you're not allowed to practice ventriloquism in the courtroom? Is that, that not a thing? Oh, I did have... One time I brought a ventriloquist figure into the courtroom. Mm -hmm. This was in probably around 1980 or so. I mean, it was really about 40 years ago. I was a young Mm -hmm. lawyer and I was representing some freedom of speech cases with some campus protest and uh, the ACLU connected with me to somehow represent them. And after the last one, the prosecutor, we had prearranged this, he called a recess and then asked the, uh, once the judge came back in, he called a case and I went up with my ventriloquist figure. The charges were read to him, to Clyde was that one. And then the judge sentenced him to termites. (laughs) The judge had a sense of humor because he was a wooden figure. Nice. But I'm a living doll. <laughs> and I'm going to run for president of the United States, but you can't do that. Why not? You're just a puppet. And your point is now, Sammy, <laughs> I've got orange hair. <laughs> Very subtle. Very subtle. You have gray hair. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, nice beard, isn't it? Yeah, I heard he didn't like it at first, but after a while, it kind of grew on him. <laughs> so it, it says in your, your bio that you, you use humor for um, business events, for business speaking, um, also bringing the video marketing online training to liven it up, which I have certainly seen some online training. Actually, one of the early interviews, one of the clues or one of the this advice was given was don't be a talking head for 10 hours in an online training and to, you know, talking head. yeah, to, to, to spice it up a bit. Um, so talk a bit about how, how humor can be used in those places appropriately. The thing is that humor is, well, like, for example, having a puppet, that's a, a prop. I'm not a prop. 
but it's a form of a prop. And that's one kind of humor. But having a prop that's funny in marketing or whatever can help stop the scroll because it's kind of like when you take a walk in the park with your cute little puppy dog mm -hmm. and people stop and they want to, you know, goo, 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 the dog or if you have a baby, same yep. thing. If you have a puppet. And so think about it. If you have marketing with a puppet and people are going through, they may can stop the scroll quicker. Mm. Or if you are speaking, presenting, whether it's virtual or live, if someone is uh, looking at their phone and they may find a skateboarding cat to be far more interesting than a dry, boring speaker, mm -hmm. like a lawyer. And if you have intermittent doses of humor in your presentation, <laughs> it's kind of like the Southwest Airlines oxygen mask announcement. Yep. Remember in the old days, they, the attendants would sing those silly songs and tell little jokes. And the FAA tried to get Southwest to stop doing that, but research showed that people listen more to that boring oxygen mask announcement when they thought they might hear something funny or silly. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I, there I, was I, a webinar that I attended that the Small Business Administration put on about. Mm -hmm humor and marketing and unconventionally funny marketing videos draw a lot more attention. I mean, think of Squatty Potty, Dollar Shave, those kind of Squatty Potty spans like yep. a half million on, on one of those spots. I'm just producing it. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's some good stuff. Well, I think with, with the, I could see with the puppet, if you use that in a training video or in something, just having it there, uh -huh. People are engaging because they don't want to be off scrolling on their phone when a surprise joke drops in from the puppet because you're not going to be able to say, oh, what did he say? You just missed it. So you're going to be listening. Hey, when's the puppet going to say something funny? When's the puppet going to say something funny? And meanwhile, you're listening to to the training um, and you, just, you know, every probably every 30, 60 seconds, the puppet pipes in something and now you're more engaged. Right. And retention is higher. Mm hmm. When there's humor, people, and when you laugh, you're more open to taking in information. And mm. we get by with saying anything. That's true. Puppets can say darn near anything and get <laughs> by with it. Wasn't me. It was the puppet. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I I think I should go, and you should bring in another puppet. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> bring in another I puppet. <laughs> let's see there's no place for humor in business gramps he's just a gramp gets a little grumpy about it it's serious this did, did is he, serious did, did he ever work for the faa yeah <laughs> was he the guy who wrote the letters to southwest saying stop being funny about that yeah the the future a-holes of america yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a myth that you can't be funny in business or people won't take you seriously that is one of the common myths mm -hmm. but quite the contrary it can help you stand out now you yep. may be of the generation i don't know if you're quite there but there was a ventriloquist named jimmy nelson who was a spokesperson for nestle's quick before my this time i think back in the 50s 60s and he had a well before my time dog. And E S T L E S, Nestle's makes a very, anyway, 
that last that commercial went for years with some variation of mm-hmm. either far for the dog or um i think danny o'day was his character mm. yeah and and i think you know humor is also a, a huge team building thing yes if a group's laughing together i'm i'm part of a, a business networking group it's it, success champions networking which is already a little bit irreverent in their ethos uh-huh. but in the leadership team we have a private chat and it's a mix of of basically juvenile humor and serious business planning and and we were i don't remember what we were, we were doing some kind of juvenile joking around and i just had this moment where i'm like wait we are five business owners who run a networking group who pass referrals for things like investments for startups and um, you know, $10,000 coaching programs and like real serious, serious business stuff. But then we're making like potty humor jokes um, and realizing, oh, that's, you know, in, in our, in our current time, you no longer, you, we don't have the IBM lifestyle anymore. It's no longer like business is very serious and you can't mm-hmm. laugh about that. This is serious business. Like you can actually laugh and do business. Right. And in these times where we have so many serious things in the world, people Mm -hmm. are worried and scared. And, you know, right now we have a pandemic and war, but whatever it is that's going on in the world could be any number of things. It's important to laugh. It's good for relieving stress and lower your blood pressure. It can help your immune system. See, there you go. But how about (laughs) that? Yeah. And I mean, it's free, right? Yep. Yeah. No, and, and, you know, we, we saw that through, we saw that a, a lot through the pandemic. And I think we're seeing a, a, a whole lot around um, the, the war is the use of, of memes and humor. And of course, some of it's used, used harshly and politically, but a lot of it just, just funny. I remember some, you know, memes about, uh, uh, you know, back when this, the pandemic started and someone would, would show a, a pile of toilet paper and be like, I'm the richest man in town. Or um, I saw another meme that was, this was like March, 2020. It's like, who remembers places? Yeah. And it just is this humor. So that, you know, one of those, if you can't, if you, if you can't laugh, you cry. So we laugh um, and make something something fun of it. I had a uh, mask over the eyes of one of my puppets one time. (laughs) <laughs> and I made a puppet out of a roll of toilet paper during the TP shortage. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it almost got wiped out. Wiped out, I see. <laughs> yep. And um, it also, you know, you've heard laughter is the best medicine. We've all heard that. I mean, mm-hmm. is that just a catchy phrase? No, there's actually something to it. There was a man, Norman Cousins, who was in a hospital. He laughed his way through his illness he played a lot of comedy movies and he felt so strongly that comedy was a part of his healing he wrote a book about it called anatomy Mm. of an illness it was a bestseller wow that's yeah so so if someone so obviously if someone's natural sense of humor then it's just use your humor in what you're doing what if someone is not doesn't feel they're naturally funny like they're they're not really comic they don't have that good comic timing they they think like me All right. You know, a lot, some people feel that way. I heard a speaker one time who was just telling a group of us that she was not funny, not at all. And she went on in this long story about how everybody in her family was funny, but her, and we were all 
chuckling because the way she told the story was so exaggerated. She actually had a sense of humor, but she just hadn't recognized it. So for most, I suggest for most people, it's claiming your own style of humor. Mm -hmm. First, claiming that you want to be funny. I mean, have a humorous mindset, set the intention for it. Mm -hmm. And then have an open mind to recognize it. And I created a humor journal that I have a downloadable humor journal that I've given away. It's complimentary um, that people can use to put in 10 writing prompts, uh, humor writing prompts of things that happen in their day-to-day life. Then I suggest they keep an inventory of that. Mm. They need to share a funny story in a presentation or something. They look through their their log and see what would fit, what would relate to the point they want to make. Yeah. That, well, and I think a lot of people too, they think they need a new joke for every situation and they don't realize if it's a new audience, they've never heard your joke. You get only five jokes, but it's a new audience every time. Right. So they haven't heard your joke before. I knew a ventriloquist who had a standard line of jokes and he did a lot of after dinner speaking and he would just switch it up. You know, he would, he would just switch, get the names in advance of some of the people there and tell some of the same jokes, mm-hmm. but use a name in it. And, and anyway, everybody's got their own style, but you don't have to be a stand-up comedian and you don't have to have that kind of joke. I mean, it's, it's having people have an inner smile. And mm-hmm. my middle name is Joy, Benita Joy Yoder. That's one of the things I'm up to is helping to create joy and help to remember the joy that already mm-hmm. exists, especially in serious times. And I always say humor is a gateway to joy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, so you mentioned a, a, a resource that people can download? Yes. It's joy.funandfunnier.com. Funandfunnier.com? Joy.funandfunnier.com. It's a humor journal with some writing prompts that will help you to recognize some of the fun and funny things in your own life. Because there's a saying in comedy that truth is funnier than anything you can make up. That's true. (laughs) So it's often you can find the material right in your own life, your own with your own friends and family. Another tip is to pay attention to what other people laugh at when you're talking. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they laugh with you, not at you, right? And make a note of that and maybe put that in your inventory of humor things because that gives you an indication of what other people find funny. I love it. Yeah, those are some some great concepts. And yeah, and humor doesn't have to be, it's not just stand-up comedy. There's there's certain little little techniques you can learn. Um, There are techniques. There are a lot of techniques. If somebody wants to learn techniques mm-hmm. yep and, and, and some of the techniques are simply you learn one or two techniques that involve pausing at the right time or timing that just having those little things and if you got them quick loaded you just need one funny thing and now you're funny right and one of the biggest mistakes people new to humor make is they run over the laugh you know they mm. say something and people laugh and then they keep going and but it's nice to let your listener have the full expression or yep. you know express experience and see like right now i had a computer uh, over (laughs) i had a 
uh, computer that was falling for me because my hands got so active, I knocked it. <laughs> so if I had one of my puppets could say, what would you say as a puppet? This is Ruby. It's, it's the first drop you've had all day. Okay. <laughs> Good effort, Ruby. Good effort. So, Joy, uh, Bonita, should say, Bonita Joy Yoder. I just wanted to call you Joy. I was thinking that just like. And that's uh, fine because people do that too. I, and I, you can call me Ruby. <laughs> well, Ruby, Joy, it's been great to have you on the show. And uh, people can find that journal at joy.funandfunnier.com. And uh, I know you're, you're a late addition to, the, to our lineup, and I'm glad that you were added into it. So this has been fun. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com that's jv-connect.com december 12th and 13th 2023 we'll see you there